Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I am really excited to spend a little bit of time with you today. I want to keep this episode really casual. I want this to feel like we're just sitting across from each other, having a cup of coffee, talking about something that is directly related to our happiness and therefore indirectly related to how we take care of ourselves. There are things that come up naturally in the course of relationships, in the course of making an effort towards any goal that are tremendous opportunities to learn. Lots of people miss them because they get defensive, because they are in their feelings more than they are in the facts, or they're in their feelings more than they are in the solution, in the opportunity that something difficult holds to help people get better. For growth to happen, we have to be open to it. And more often than not, being open to growth, being open to change requires that we set aside our ego, one of the hardest things to do. Being open to growth, really becoming a better, happier, healthier version of yourself with better, happier, healthier relationships in every aspect of your life requires sometimes that you aren't trying to be right or to make somebody else wrong. You're trying to be better. Most of us, probably all of us, myself definitely included, we tend to have far more practice in being defensive or in identifying how someone else is wrong than in seeing how they might be right and how we might be better. How we might have an opportunity to grow. Sometimes we focus more on how something ruffles our feathers or where somebody else offended us, instead of seeing and learning something about ourselves, the only place that we can grow from, the only place that we can really improve ourselves and our lives and become happier, healthier versions of ourselves is where we have room to be better. And that is rarely comfortable. It is rarely easy. It almost always feels a bit uncomfortable. 
And it's also absolutely worth it. I'm going to start with a really basic example that hopefully will not ruffle feathers because if we jump right into something that will ruffle feathers, sometimes without even knowing it, our defenses will go up and we'll be thinking about why it doesn't apply to us or why it's not fair or how we see it a different way. So we're going to start slow on this one. I sent an email uh, last weekend to the VIP email list. It's free. Send out an email on Sundays. Uh, you can get on it by going to primalpotential.com forward slash join, J-O-I-N, if you aren't on it already. But it was a super short and simple email. Oftentimes, they're, they're stories, they're many paragraphs, but this was literally just three questions. And it was intentionally short. I intentionally did not go into a whole lot of explanation and background because I just wanted people to start thinking. I wanted it to trigger people to thought. Anyway, before I explain that, I'll tell you what the email said. If you got it, I'll refresh your memory. If you didn't, I'll bring you up to speed. The email simply said, do you know how amazing you could feel? Do you know how awesome you would feel if you were consistently optimizing every area of your life? Then the last thing it said was, why not? I got an email in response that said, why do you make the assumption that we don't know? Why don't you give your readers the benefit of the doubt? Those are great questions that speak to how I led into this. And I want to dive into them because oftentimes when we talk about potential, when somebody asks questions like, do you know how amazing you could feel? Sometimes even that simple thing makes our defenses go up, primarily because of misconceptions. Sometimes we tell ourselves that it might mean there's no room for error or that the pursuit, the end goal should be perfection, that it's never good enough. And that's when the excuses come in, where people start saying, yeah, but I don't want to be too strict. I don't want to go without alcohol. And nobody ever said anything about that. But we start to make some assumptions in an attempt to protect ourselves, to feel safe, to create some margin for things that we want. And all of that comes from perspective. And when we optimize our perspective, when we change our perspective, when we expand our perspective, we expand our opportunity for growth. Not knowing how amazing you can feel or encouraging people to pursue how amazing they could feel does not in any way mean that we are pursuing perfectionism or that the goal is to be a purist, not even at all. And I see a lot of value in clearing this up because, one, I think it will help us avoid excuses and exceptions and defenses. But two, this is a small example of what I was talking about with getting defensive. And there are much more significant examples that we'll touch on as well. But I want to be really clear in why I ask questions. It's not because I think I know the answer. I actually don't really care about the answer. I don't even give much weight to the answer. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, especially if you've been to either of the Ascend events that I held a couple years ago in Nashville, this past year in Boston, or if you've worked with me in any in any 
way like Fat Loss Fast Track, 12 Weeks of Transformation, Master's Club, etc., you know that I believe in the power of questions. And I value questions way more than I value answers because my goal is to help myself and other people become better thinkers. I'm not presuming anything about answers. I believe that when you start paying attention, when you start asking questions, when you are curious about your life, when I am curious about my life, my results, my patterns, my habits, my choices, my thoughts, good things happen because we start to pay attention. Even if you say, yes, I do know how amazing I can feel. Fantastic. I know some people will absolutely feel that way. And hopefully in thinking about that, they start to say, you know, what does that take? What does that look like? Am I doing that now? Even in that case, if somebody says, yes, I do know how amazing I can feel. We're never too good to be better. We never feel so good that we can't feel better. My perspective for my own life not for yours, but for my own, is that there's always room to grow. And that doesn't mean that I have to be stricter and stricter, but there's always other things to optimize. Right now, I can for sure have better sleep hygiene, right? I can turn the lights off earlier. I can get off my computer earlier. I can have the temperature cooler. I could get an eye mask to block out, you know, any lights. I could get blackout blinds for my house, which I've still yet to do. So I know there's still light coming in. I have absolutely room for improvement. I could do more mobility work with my body. I could absolutely drink more water. I could absolutely improve how often I'm incorporating dairy into my life. So Do I feel infinitely better than I ever have in my life? Oh my goodness, yes. But do I know how amazing this body I'm in is capable of feeling? No, I don't think I do. And that doesn't mean that I'm not trying. It doesn't mean that I don't appreciate how far I've come. It means I'm excited about ways to be better, to do better, to learn. And I also know that a lot of people are acutely aware that they don't know how amazing they can feel because they haven't been consistent, because they haven't done the work. And I want to get those people thinking about what they could do today to feel their best today. And it's not just about food, guys. Again, I gave some examples about sleep, but it's also about stress. It's about mindset. I have so much room to grow in terms of my mindset. I have so much room to grow in terms of my response to stress, in terms of my responses to other people, in terms of the time that I give to taking care of myself versus being productive, right? Because those are two very different things. I ask the questions not because I think I know how people will answer, but because I want them to think. Because I want them to be thinking about room to grow today. Some people might think they know how great they can feel, but they aren't doing the work. So what would that look like today? What can you do today? I want to be bringing to the forefront of people's minds the opportunities that exist to overcome. Whether it is overcoming cravings, overcoming temptation, overcoming patterns of behavior, overcoming complaining, overcoming negativity, overcoming fears. 
whether you think you know how amazing you can feel or you think you don't know, there is opportunity for you. So there's no assumption in a question, just opportunity. Again, it's not that we don't appreciate that we've made improvement. It doesn't mean that we're not satisfied. My favorite mug, and if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen it about 700 million times. I created it based on something that I spontaneously said in a webinar. It might have been with my master's club, but maybe at that point there was no master's club and they were just veteran clients. I don't recall. But I was kind of on a passionate, enthusiastic rant And I said, I am wildly curious about my potential and I am fiercely determined to create it. I think somebody had asked me what motivates me to get out of bed in the morning, especially when I'm not seeing results. And that was my off the cuff, genuine heartfelt answer. I am wildly curious about my potential and fiercely determined to create it. That doesn't come from feeling like it's never enough, that doesn't come from not acknowledging how far I've come. It comes from genuine enthusiasm and excitement about what is possible for me. I know for sure that financially, I haven't reached my potential. I haven't reached my potential in terms of the relationships in my life. And that includes my relationship with myself. I absolutely have not reached my potential in terms of physical fitness. I am so excited to be hitting new PRs and getting faster and getting stronger and becoming more mobile and more flexible and learning more about how to take care of my physical body. It's not a critical perspective. And I also respect that not everybody feels the same way. I respect that some people might think that asking, do you know how amazing you can feel? Do you know how amazing you could feel if you were optimizing every area of your life? Why not? I respect that some people can choose to see that as negative. But we can convince ourselves either way. There's not anything I could read. I could read absolutely anything and create a positive spin or a negative spin. But the reality is that how I choose to interpret anything has a huge impact on my happiness. And when I'm happier, I take better care of myself. But it also has a huge impact on my opportunity and my awareness of opportunities that exist to become a better version of myself. Know that when I say, do you know how amazing you can feel, that doesn't mean that You've cut down from three glasses of wine a day to one, and you should go with zero. You can convince yourself that that's what it means, but you get to determine what it means. Some people might hear that and decide that it means you have to be a perfectionist. And if you're not yet, then you should be. No. How amazing you feel doesn't just hinge on what you eat, how much you eat, when you eat, if you indulge, how much you indulge. To me... Personally, my perspective, and that's the only one I can share, feeling amazing doesn't in any way include being militant and obsessive about food. Not at all. That's not amazing at all. That is not my particular desire at all. Part of feeling amazing is indulging when it's really worth it without drama without negative emotion like judgment or guilt or regret. 
And part of feeling amazing is making those indulgences the exception and not the rule because I don't feel my best and I don't feel amazing when I'm indulging regularly. But we all set these standards for ourselves. Part of feeling amazing has nothing to do with food at all. And that's why if you've been following the blog series that I started a couple weeks ago, because it stemmed from my awareness that, hey, I don't know how amazing I could feel because I still have room for improvement in my mindset, in my sleep, in my self-care, in my nutrition, in my fitness. And you'll see in those blogs that it's not just a chronicle of like, how clean can I eat? To me, feeling amazing is about so much more than that. It's about overcoming excuses. It's about choosing to be grateful for the things in my life. So there's a huge mindset perspective. There's a, there's a self-care perspective. Am I having fun? Am I doing things that make me laugh? Am I spending time with people who make me feel alive? All of those are very important elements. The other reason that I bring up this example is because it's an easy one to prove a larger point with less defensiveness because it doesn't necessarily involve you. And this has a big impact on personal happiness. Many of us are quick to be offended. We are quick to see what somebody else did wrong or said wrong. Maybe we read an email and we're quick to find what's wrong with it instead of going to what's right with it. We get our feathers ruffled about what somebody said or what they did or what they didn't say or what they didn't do. We go to a meeting and our feathers are ruffled about what somebody did wrong. What would your life look like? What would your days look like? What would your relationships look like? How would your mindset change if instead you focused on what was right about the interaction instead of what was wrong? It doesn't always have to be that if you don't feel the same way, somebody else is wrong or somebody else had an intention that you have decided for them. What if you focus on what is right in what you see or read or hear instead of what is wrong? I've heard it said, and and you've probably seen me share this on Instagram, We don't see things how they are. We see things as we are. We don't see things as the things are. We see things as we are. This is so critical. I want you to think about this the next time you get offended by something, the next time something ruffles your feathers. You're not seeing that thing as it is. You are seeing that thing as you are. The truth is that when we get offended, that is a compass. That is a compass pointing at some work that we have to do, not something else. My mom used to tell me growing up when kids would tease or bully or pick on me, they would say, well, what if this person said that you have purple hair? You'd give it no no authority at all. It wouldn't ruffle your feathers at all because you'd be like, I, okay, I don't have purple hair, right? But when somebody would call me fat, I would get so upset and I would cry and I would come home and I would tell my mom 
The reason it hurt is because it was touching on an insecurity I had. It was touching on something that was true for me. If they told me I was a 12-foot-tall redhead, I would know that was more about them than about me because I know I'm not a 12-foot-tall redhead. If something ruffles your feathers, that is pointing at something that you have an opportunity to improve in your own life. If somebody emails me and tells me that I don't care about my clients, I know that they just don't have experience with me because I am 1000% confident in the level of care and love and commitment I have to my clients. There's not anything you could say that would shake my belief in that because I know how I feel about my clients and I know what I do for my clients. But if I wasn't confident in that and somebody said it, oh, I would be really defensive, right? I had a conversation with somebody the other day They reached out, they asked for feedback, I gave the feedback, and immediately, defenses. Defenses. And when the defenses went up, I was like, whoa, hey, like I, (laughs) in fact, the person said like, are you trying to argue with me about something, something, something? And I said, no, there's not any part of me that wants to argue with you about that or anything. But the reason the defenses went up is because it was touching on something where there was some sensitivity, likely where there's some insecurity, a room, room for opportunity, a potential for growth for the individual. Our reactions are always more about us than they are about the person to whom we are reacting or the thing that we are reacting to. But it's not easy to say, oh, you've struck a chord. I'm not going to make that your fault. I'm going to look at where I can improve there. And the reason we're talking about this is because that lack of self-awareness or that inability to sit with the discomfort and say, why does this make me so uncomfortable? What does this tell me about work I need to do? that plays into our insecurities. And when we don't overcome them, when we aren't ready to face them head on, they manifest in other areas. And that's often why we turn to being rude or why we turn to food as a distraction or alcohol as a distraction or spending money as a distraction or gossiping as a distraction because there is an underlying insecurity that we haven't been willing to face. The things that get the most reaction from us, where we feel the most upset or defensive, it is almost always more about something in you than something in the other person, right? I said to you that if somebody told me, oh, you don't care about your clients, I would be like, then you just don't have experience with me, right? It would be no different than if they told me I had purple hair and my teeth were made out of carrots. I would think that either they had never met me before or they were just making things up and therefore not my problem, their problem. But if my boyfriend was to say to me, and let's say that I'm in a fight with my boyfriend and I say, you're just focused on being right and you don't want to get it right. And he looked at me and said, you're a hypocrite for saying that. Well, depending on my mood and the way he said it, I I might get defensive or want to fight back. Why? Because there's something 
in that that's poking at me. There's something in that that's true. And he didn't say that. But the reason I'm giving this example is because I thought of a moment when he should have said that. And if he was as good of a debater as I am, he would have used that line. But at one point, I, I was not giving him the silent treatment, but I sort of, you know, walked away, did my own thing. A couple days went by. I wasn't really communicative. And then in our next discussion, I used that line on him like, well, you know, I would I wish you wanted to get it right rather than be right. And I thought, though he didn't call me out on it, I did the same thing in distancing myself for a couple of days. And this isn't about whether or not that makes sense as a strategy for you in situations. But in my strategy, if I really wanted to get it right, then I wouldn't have gone radio silent. I would have been more communicative. I wouldn't have played the silent treatment game, right? So if he had called me out on that moment and said, yeah, okay, look what you did, he would have been right. But it's easier to be defensive. It's much harder to be vulnerable and say, what is this saying about me? So in the case of somebody who who got that email uh, with my three questions the other day, do you know how amazing you could feel? How great would you feel? How awesome would it be if you were consistently executing at your highest level in all areas of your life? Right? Why not? If somebody says, well, geez, why don't you give people the benefit of the doubt? There's something in that that made them read that as me saying you're not doing the work that poked at them. That's more about you than it is about me. Why is that poking at you? Why does that stir you up? Is it because maybe you feel like you could be doing more and you're feeling a little bit guilty that you're not and you want to justify how far you've come? Or maybe is it because you feel that's a pattern in your life where you don't get enough credit for things? And then maybe that means that you need validation from outside sources. And so you wanted an email that was like pat on the head, like good job, way to go, keep it up. Maybe you have some work to do in validating yourself. If you are looking for validation for cheerleading, Maybe that points at a real need that you have to be satisfied with your own desires, whether somebody recognizes it or not. Be satisfied with the work that you're doing, whether somebody is encouraging you or not. Right? What does it tell me about me? These moments when our feathers are ruffled, I think of them as compass moments. If you have a compass and it's pointing you in the direction you need to go, Anything that stirs up insecurity, defensiveness, those are compass moments pointing you in the direction where you have work to do. You don't grow from being defensive. You don't grow from telling somebody else how they're wrong or how they could have done it better. You don't grow from proving to yourself that you were right and somebody else was wrong or that your way is the right way and their way is the wrong way. You grow when you say, What can this teach me? What can this show me? How can I be a better version of myself in this moment? And a big part of practicing this is when you feel like you've been poked, when you feel like your feathers are ruffled, you're sad, you're angry, you're irritated, you're frustrated, you're annoyed, you're resentful, 
differentiate between what was actually said or done and how you feel about what was said or done. What is the difference between what actually happened and how I feel about what happened? What is the difference between what actually happened and the story I'm telling myself about what it means? Writing that down on paper, this is what actually happened, the facts, the words, the exact situation, and then here's everything else that I've manufactured about that. I think they did this, they were frustrated, they were mad. Anything about emotion or intent or what they meant or your feelings or their feelings, if they weren't verbally expressed, if somebody didn't say, I'm mad at you, but you're saying, oh, so-and-so is all pissed off because blah, blah, blah. That is different from what actually happened. Write it out on paper. These are the facts. These are my feelings about the facts. This is what actually happened. This is what I'm saying I think it means. Differentiate between that. Why is this ruffling my feathers? What does it tell me about me? Because guys, stress and emotion have a huge impact on how we care for ourselves, on our sleep, on our food choices, on the steps that we take to take great care of ourselves, or the excuses that we make. And beyond that, beyond that, we've got to step into a place where we give ourselves the opportunity to grow, to be better, and to learn and change, because that's where transformation comes from. I saw my physical therapist this morning and he was asking me if there was any particular change that I could point to that really helped me with weight loss. Like, what was the biggest change? And I think the way he phrased the question, uh, my assumption is that he was thinking it would be something nutrition related. And he was definitely surprised when I said it was mindset. In order to change your mindset, though, You've got to be willing to change how you think, right? Because changing your mindset means that you are thinking about things differently. And if we stay in this place where we are constantly guarded, constantly defensive, always seeing what somebody else did wrong, it means we're passing up those opportunities to grow in our mindset. And if you're not growing in your mindset, then you are stunting your ability to grow in your choices. Because it is our thoughts that drive our choices right? These things make a really big difference. The next time you find your feathers ruffled, ask yourself, what does this mean about how I'm feeling about myself? What is the difference between what was actually said or what actually happened and how I feel about it? This is telling me more about me than it is about the other person. This is telling me more about the way I think than the way the other person thinks. I can't make assumptions about how they think. So what else could this mean? Now, look, you'll hear just a couple minutes ago, I said that I assumed he thought that, you know, I would make some comment about nutrition. We make assumptions in life all the time, like... This person is not going to stop for that red light. We don't know, but we are assuming it based on context. And if that's not going to hurt you, cool. 
great, right? In no way does it stunt my growth to assume that he thought I was going to say something about nutrition, right? But when we are getting defensive, when we are getting offended, when we are putting up our own walls or we're saying somebody did something wrong, that absolutely has an impact on our ability to grow. And our ability to grow impacts our ability to change. So that's when it becomes dangerous. Yes, we are going to make assumptions when we're walking down the street this person looks dangerous, so maybe we go a different direction. There are some assumptions that we make as normal course of life that are not in any way impairing our ability to grow. But when we start assuming somebody's intention and we are upset, when we start assuming what somebody meant or what they didn't mean and it's upsetting us, that is an opportunity to grow and to change. Practice this. What is the difference between what actually happened and how I feel about what happened? What else could this interaction mean? Where am I adding emotion to what actually happened? What does this situation mean without my assumptions? It does require discipline and it isn't easy. And it does require that you set aside your ego, which is uncomfortable, but it has such a huge payoff. I cannot encourage you strongly enough to do this work. And this is the kind of work that I do with myself and my clients every freaking day in small ways and big ways. And a small one just happened maybe this morning or yesterday. I don't recall. One of my clients posted that she did a 24-hour fast. And she was super proud of herself and she felt really good and she was sharing a couple of the things she learned from it. But early in the post, she said, I know 24 hours isn't long for some of you, but it's a big deal for me. And I called her out on it. I said, that statement comes from comparison and likely from insecurity. Instead of just straight celebrating yourself and your achievement, you, you felt the need to kind of add that caveat based on what some people might think about how her achievement compares to theirs. So I pointed it out to her and she was like, you're right. I can celebrate myself without adding in some sort of relative disclaimer related to what I am assuming some people might think. These opportunities come up all the time. And when we pay attention to them, we skyrocket our own happiness. We reduce the tension and unhappiness in our lives. And that bodes so well for our ability to take care of ourselves and take care of ourselves consistently. A few thoughts that I want to wrap up with. First, related to fall coaching programs. So you guys know that I wasn't taking new clients over the summer, but I will be in the fall. The wait list is up. The wait list doesn't mean the fall group is full. It means that the people on the wait list are the first ones who get a shot at registration when registration opens up. So 12 Weeks to Transformation starts in late September. I will open it up to the wait list probably early September, so just a few weeks from now. I will link to the wait list in the show notes for today's episode or you can just go to the Work With Me page on primalpotential.com and get on the wait list that way. Also, have been wrapping up uh, the last handful of episodes with meals I loved lately and a workout I loved. And meals-wise, I have to share two. I have to share two because they're both so good. 
I am a huge fan of cauliflower rice. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably see it there almost every single day. But last night I made cauliflower rice, but I added to it sauteed garlic, tomatoes, basil, and some goat cheese. It was like the most delicious risotto you've ever had, except it wasn't risotto. It was cauliflower rice. It was so good and so simple. The cauliflower rice was frozen. Uh, I got it, you know, just at the grocery store in the freezer section. So that meal literally took like 10 minutes. I had it with a grilled steak. The other thing I wanted to share with you, because I've gotten away from this meal and I had it yesterday and it made me so happy. It's back in rotation. I get cans of salmon from Thrive Market. Now, if you're cringing at the idea of canned fish, I totally understand. I am with you on this. If I'm going to have a salmon filet, of course, wild-caught, fresh, never canned, blah. But canned wild-caught salmon with some Primal Kitchen chipotle lime mayo and tomato, like just tomatoes chopped up and thrown in there, and I also threw in a little bit of crumbled bacon, I had it over cauliflower rice. It was so, so, so good. And it's so much more affordable than like salmon fillets, which can get really expensive. And you can make this meal in like seconds. I drained the can of salmon so that the water was off it, threw it in a bowl with like a tablespoon of the Primal Kitchen Chipotle Lime Mayo. I don't like mayo, but I do love that. Added chopped tomato, a bit of crumbled bacon, like one slice or so. Had it over cauliflower rice. So good. So, so, so filling. So the canned salmon I get from Thrive Market because it's wild caught and it's way less expensive than some of the wild caught cans that you'd get at Whole Foods. Also get the Primal Kitchen Chipotle Lime Mayo from Thrive as well. If you have yet to shop from Thrive Market, register through thrivemarket.com forward slash Primal Potential so that you save an extra 25% on your first order and get that free 30-day trial. I'm obsessed with it. It was so good. I was like, why have I not been eating this? It takes no cooking, which is magical. Anyway, workout that I loved. I can't believe that I'm about to say this. This will go down in history. There was a running workout that I actually loved, and I do not love running. But I am becoming a better runner, and it's happening. It goes to show that if you don't run because you're a bad runner, which has been my MO, you'll stay a bad runner. But if you decide to train, then you get better, and then it's fun. Same thing. If you decide to eat every night because you have no self-control and you can't stop, won't stop, then, you know, that'll continue. But if you practice the improvement, you get better, and that feels so good and so fun. So anyway, the workout. It was 12 100-meter sprints, so a 100-meter sprint 12 times. The first six times, I was carrying a 25-pound rec bag, which is basically like a sandbag, across my shoulders, and the second six sprints, I wasn't carrying any extra weight, and it was such a good workout, and I felt so good about it, and I could feel that I was running better and that my body was adapting to that. So that just felt so amazing. It feels so good to feel good. It feels good to watch yourself improve. It is so worth the effort. So whatever that improvement is in your life, start practicing because there is very little that feels better than watching yourself improve. Hope you guys had a really great day. Hope there was something in this episode that you found helpful that you will work to implement in your life. And I will chat with you very soon. 
Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.